Hello, you're listening to Today in Church History, a place where we're reminded that history is truly His story. History is the story of God and the demonstration of His glory in the theater of world events. I hope you enjoy listening to these episodes of Today in Church History. Their purpose is to ignite a passion for God's truth one historical event at a time. Today is Friday, February 15th, 2019. But on this day in history, February 15th, 1727, Jonathan Edwards, the greatest theologian and philosopher America ever produced by God's grace, was ordained to the gospel ministry. Edwards was the son and grandson of preachers. Born in East Windsor, Connecticut, he was the only son in a family of ten daughters. Entering Yale at the ripe old age of 13, Edwards showed very early signs of extraordinary giftedness. In his early 20s, he moved to Northampton, Massachusetts to train under his grandfather, Solomon Stoddard, who pastored a congregational church. Stoddard had faithfully served as pastor in Northampton for 60 years. Shortly after arriving, Edwards was ordained on February 15, 1727. Once Stoddard died in 1729, Edwards took over for him as pastor. It was later, from 1734 to 1735, that a revival, what historians call the First Great Awakening, broke out. This Holy Spirit revival spread throughout the northeast of America and yielded moral, religious, and political fruit. It was a revival reaching into the 1740s and greatly impacted the formation of the United States itself. In spite of his fiery sermons, vast knowledge, and prolific writing, broadly speaking, history has not been all that kind to Edwards. Edwards has been wrongly stereotyped either for a man who boringly read his sermons with his eyes glued to his notes, or as a wild-eyed cultic preacher who only emphasized God's wrath and justice. Much of the latter critique stems from Edwards' most popular sermon entitled, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. Edwards was concerned about a lax sort of Christianity current in his own day, which undoubtedly led him to faithfully preach the wrath of God. But Edwards actually wrote expansively on the theme of God's love and the beauty and excellency of Christ as well. Rather than focus on the sermon preached for Edwards' own ordination on February 15, 1727, I'd like to read some excerpts from an ordination sermon he preached himself years later to a young Presbyterian minister in Massachusetts. This sermon highlights the beauty of Christ, which is to be reflected by gospel ministers. I think it serves as a window into the heart of Edwards, the pastor-preacher. What made him click? What were his motives? How exactly did he view his purpose as a gospel minister? The title of the sermon is, The True Excellency of a Minister of the Gospel. And the text is based on John 5.35. One of Edwards' chief points is that a gospel minister has a duty and is appointed by God to exude gospel light to the souls of men. In part, Edwards says, and I quote, But God in infinite mercy has made glorious provision for the restoration of light to this fallen dark world. He has sent him, who is the brightness of his own glory, into the world to be the light of the world. He is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world, every man in the world that ever has any true light. But in his wisdom and mercy, he is pleased to convey his light to men by means and instruments, and had sent forth his messengers and appointed ministers in his church to be subordinate lights, and to shine with the communications of his light, and to reflect the beams of his glory on the souls of men." In this sermon, Edwards then addresses the importance of what he calls light, referring to the knowledge and content of God, and his word as delivered in a sermon, and heat, that is, the fervency in which the preacher displays passion for such truth in an actual sermon. 
He says, and I quote, If a minister has light without heat and entertains his auditory with learned discourses without a savor of the power of godliness or any appearance of fervency of spirit and zeal for God and the good of souls, he may gratify itching ears and fill the heads of his people with empty notions, but will not be very likely to reach their hearts or save their souls. And if, on the other hand, he be driven on with a fierce and intemperate zeal and vehement heat without light, he will be likely to kindle the like unhallowed flame in his people and to fire their corrupt passions and affections, but will make them never the better, nor lead them a step towards heaven, but drive them apace the other way. End quote. Edwards then explains the goal of such preaching when he says, and I quote, And hereby our ministry will be likely to be as beneficial as our office is honorable. We shall be like Christ and shall shine with his beams. Christ will live in us and be seen in his life and beauty in our ministry and in our conversation. And we shall be most likely to be the means of bringing others to him and of their receiving of his light and being made partakers of his life and having his joy fulfilled in them, end quote. Finally, Edwards concludes his sermon by telling this young minister, and by extension all ministers today who might hear this, that a pastor is to effectively achieve such preaching when he is diligent in the study, which in turn produces a Christ-likeness that God will use in the life of a minister. He says, and I quote, Ministers, in order to their being burning and shining lights, should walk closely with God and keep near to Christ, that they may ever be enlightened and enkindled by him. End quote. The lesson to take from Edwards' advice is simple. The role of a preacher is to study the inexhaustible riches of God's Word, yielding oneself to the work of the Spirit in sanctification, and then unleashing such truth faithfully with theological precision from the pulpit, coupled with magnetic passion for Jesus Christ. Such a ministry God will use and bless, because such a ministry reflects a man truly called of God as a servant of the Word of God. We know Edwards was faithful to his own advice, not only because of the many sermons of his that are available for our reading today, but also because Edwards was voted out of Northampton after over two decades of faithful preaching. Now, such is another story for another time, but suffice it to say that his ousting was unjustified and largely based on rumors and assumptions. But what did Edwards do? Where did he go? Well, he became a missionary to the American Indians, faithfully preaching the same word of God as he consistently did in Northampton to a more sophisticated congregation. He did so before dying in 1758 as the result of a smallpox inoculation. Edwards was faithful to the end, even when it cost him his pastorate. His greatest obligation was to God and the preaching of God's word. He preached with both light and heat until God took him home. These are the marching orders of every gospel minister. May ministers today follow Edward's example, and may congregations pray for such pastors who follow in Edward's footsteps. History is truly his story. It's a story of God and the demonstration of his glory in the theater of world events. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of Today in Church History. Until next time, I'm your host, Andrew Smith. <laughs>